Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Sex Positive Podcast. I am so excited to be with you here today. This is the first episode of 2022, and I haven't recorded a solo episode in, geez, I don't know how long. It's been months, honestly. And I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I am sick. I was sick the entire last week and counting, but I hope everyone did have a really healthy and happy holiday, uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, anything that you celebrate, as well as New Year's. I wanted to kind of make a cliche (laughs) and expected episode for my first episode of the new year on my intentions for 2022. And I just wanted to kind of check in and talk with y'all because I miss you and I love you all so much. My audience means the world to me. We've grown to over 15,000 listeners and the podcast reach has doubled in the last several months. So I'm really excited about that. I'm also super excited and honored that I have sponsorships and collaborations with brands that want you to check out their things. So if you do like any of the advertisements that I run, I try to support small local businesses and things that mean a lot to me and I've personally tried myself. So with that being said, I'm so excited for another year here on the Sex Positive Podcast. I started this show in 2020 kind of as a creative outlet for me to regain my voice and learn to speak my truth as a sexual and domestic violence survivor. This podcast has meant so much for me in my healing process. And I love when y'all reach out to me on Instagram. So you can follow me at Sex Positive Podcast just for memes and daily funny relatable things, as well as for when new episodes come out, where you can give me a follow and reach out to me on my personal page, Lauren M. Coletti. I'd love to hear from you. I am in the midst of getting a website developed, and I'm also creating my fourth book, Love is Insanity, which is I plan to release in the next month or two. It's going to be an ebook, and I'm really excited to share that with everyone. My poetry is my baby. Um, it's literally, quite literally, my heart in people's hands. So I will keep everyone updated with that. Other housekeeping and logistic things, Um, I have a really exciting guest lineup for the next month or so. If there's anyone you would love to have on the podcast, you can let me know by sending me a DM or commenting on my page and letting me know any guests you'd love to have me interview or collaborate with. I've also been on a few podcasts. Um, So I will see about linking those in the show notes if you want to check those out. Podcasting is a hobby and it's kind of a a side hustle for me. You know, I'm I'm at the place where I've been making a couple bucks, um, which is really cool and exciting, but it really is something that I enjoy doing and being on podcasts. So I'm always looking for ways to develop and continue growing the show. I was thinking of having segments where my listeners or my followers, whatever you want to call y'all, my supporters, if you want to do a live one-on-one coaching call with me, uh, let me know if that's something you you all would be interested in. Um, You know, I did start my doctoral program, which I'm really excited and nervous about, (laughs) but I am a psychologist in training. So if you would like life coaching, 
and allow me to put it on the show. I was thinking of doing that as an episode, uh, doing live coaching calls with my listeners. So let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. Of course, I would need consent to post. Anyway, if you want to continue to support the podcast, please give me a uh, a share with a friend, or you can even rate the show, four or five stars preferably, but I'm all about transparency and honesty. Anyway, so as I approach this new year, I just wanted to talk about a couple things going on. So yes, my book, that is my number one goal. Um, I'm also seeing about ways to continue to develop the show, and now that I'm back in school, it's really nerve-wracking, but I'm taking the next couple years to focus on my education for the final time. I feel like I've been in school for forever. You know, I graduated high school at 17 and 27. I'm still in school, but hopefully this is the home stretch. So I want to talk about some resolutions for 2022 not just for myself, but what I think we collectively could hear and work on. You know, a lot of times New Year's resolutions, we make them physical. And I understand this is a physical world, but we are so much more than a physical carnation. You know, we are energy, we are souls. And I think the world would be a hell of a better place if people stopped focusing so much on losing weight in the new year and focused on changing and reprogramming unhelpful and toxic subconscious patterns that hold us back. Um, Personally, that's what I've found. And I think whether you're in partnership or not, these resolutions that I've crafted for us could be really helpful. And I think you will be able to relate to one or several of these. And I even found myself saying to my partner earlier today, you know, he talks a lot about dieting and I am convinced that he does have an eating disorder, which is a whole nother episode in itself as someone that had bulimia for 14 years. It's been really challenging dating someone that has disordered eating and body dysmorphia because I feel like it kind of holds me back in my own recovery because while I try not to focus on restriction or exercising and of course working out in moderation is super healthy but being obsessed with it and it being kind of at the forefront of my mind all the time when he's constantly bringing up how many calories are in things I feel like it's really destructive for me and part of my couple's new year's resolutions that I want to share with each of you is that if you want a relationship to last, there needs to be boundaries. And I find myself in partnership kind of not knowing how to communicate. So when I do communicate eventually that I'm a very passive person, I find it being very passive aggressive. And I need to work on that, my my passive aggressive communication, because I don't know how else to voice my needs, my wants, my boundaries, etc. So I find that when it does eventually come out in a kind of implosive or explosive way, rather, it can tend to be passive aggressive in nature. So that's just something interesting that I wanted to mention. And let me know if you want to hear more about that, because I myself has had an eating disorder. So I don't want to cast any criticism or extra judgment onto someone that clearly is hurting and struggling. 
But I think there does come a point in every relationship that we have where if the other person's behavior isn't serving us and we have set a boundary, then perhaps it's time to walk away. And I saw this really interesting uh, graphic on Instagram the other day that it said signs that you are ready to let go. And I just found it particularly intriguing. And I think that letting go is going to be my number one goal I know what I need to let go of, (laughs) but sometimes I get frustrated with myself because I'm like, if I know what I need to do, then why am I not doing it? And I understand that it all comes down to self-protection and preservation, etc. But here are the signs that you might be ready to let go of something or someone. So number one, you have accepted that the deal breakers won't change. Number two, you're tired of feeling forced and not yourself. Number three, your mind drifts to what's next. Number four, there are far more lows than highs and you are tired of focusing on the good. Number five, the desire to work out has turned into apathy. And number six, you are not as afraid of moving on as you were before. And I think some of these have popped up for me. And I was asking myself the other day, I said, honey, like if you know something isn't serving you, then why do you hold on to it? And there's lots of different reasons why we are afraid to surrender or release something because it often feels like we are losing control. But I do want to say that relationships, if they are unhealthy or dysfunctional or dare I say even abusive, then I ask you, is it worth holding on to? And that's not for extra criticism or judgment on my end for you because oftentimes when we are in even abusive relationships, there is so much negative talk on our end. And I don't need to add any of that pressure. It's just a question for you to reflect on. If you're feeling unsafe in a relationship, if there's dishonesty, um, hostile communication, financial control, they try to pressure you, you don't feel like you have any privacy, you feel isolated, you're just persistently unhappy, Like, you don't need a reason to leave a relationship, and this is something I keep reminding myself throughout the years. Being unhappy is enough, or just wanting to, right? And sometimes we fixate on other people's struggles, and we pretend like something or what someone said didn't hurt us, when really it does. So just look into that in the new year if relationships is, is something, this is a recurring theme. And I did see a quote and said, our brains are wired for connection, but trauma rewrites them for protection. That's why healthy relationships are difficult for wounded people. And this has been also a theme of the last year is when I first started my relationship with my boyfriend in 2020, (laughs) I want to say, I thought that he was too healthy for me. And it turns out that a relationship is a dance, it's a 50-50 contribution, and I wasn't as unhealthy as I thought. Of course, we all have unhealthy patterns and dynamics that we partake in, but it's never just one person. And just look at those areas in your life, I invite you to, where you are self-protecting. And just take a look at them. And I write myself off as wounded often. I think I'm too broken, I'm too bad, I'm too damaged for this. And I find that it keeps me kind of stuck in that victim mentality. And a a friend said to me before that there's no need to judge that victim mentality. 
there's a reason why we're operating in that place because our, our minds, our brains are stunted back to when the trauma or the wound occurred. But it doesn't mean that you'll always be wounded, broken, whatever you want to call it. So for this new year, you know, I heard someone say, oh, my new year intention is to stop being so lazy. How about instead we reframe that to stop judging yourself for needing to rest. Instead of make a new year's resolution on I need to get into a relationship because I'm lonely and I'm single. How about instead we find a new hobby that brings us peace? How about instead of exercising to lose weight, we exercise for our overall well-being and listen to our intuition, of course, as always. I think we could all practice that even more. And lastly, a common year's resolution is to make more money. How about instead of making more money, we focus on making more deep connections and less attachments? Because this is something I relate to. I work from home and I make, I would say, an average amount of money. You know, not as much as I would like to. And I keep getting these uh, phone calls for job interviews because I've been applying to places. And this has been a common struggle for me as someone that has a lot of lack and scarcity programming someone that doesn't feel like they're worth much. I get these calls and it's always for a salary that's like the same exact that I'm making. You know, I want to up level my salary at least $10,000. And I find myself asking, why do I keep attracting these job opportunities that feel like settling? And, you know, I I have a job interview on Thursday for a job that is in the salary range that I would like. And my initial automatic thought that I keep replaying in my head is I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get that job because it's more money than I make right now. It's more money than I've been offered. It's the amount that I actually really want. And I never get what I want. And I find that, you know, as someone that practices the law of attraction and believes in manifestation... Of course, that's what I find because I don't feel I deserve it. And it's just interesting where our brains are used to picking up on areas where we feel like we're settling. It's what we feel like we deserve and what we're worth, but it's less than what we want for ourselves. So we stay stuck in this limbo of this dog paddling struggle. And we live life operating from a place of fear and even resentment towards God or the universe because we feel like we never get what we want. And I have my blocks, really. My blocks are that I feel like I'm not capable of achieving my dreams because I feel like I'll never amount to anything. And I really notice where that's holding me back, where we feel inferior to people that have what we want. And we ask, why do they have it? And why is it so hard for me? Why has life been so fucking hard? I'm doing everything I can, yet I feel like I'm getting nowhere. Does anyone else ever feel that way? And it's not that we don't deserve what we want or we can't have it. You know, fuck, I deserve so much more money than I'm making right now. I I deserve to be a billionaire if I want to. So do you. And that's not to sound egotistical or superficial or vain. But it's because life wants to provide for us. Life wants to support us. There's an infinite abundance of resources at our disposal and there's more than enough to go around. But where do you feel like 
it's not possible for you because where you feel like you don't deserve what you want, that's where you're manifesting the struggle. That's where you're settling. So you have to take a look at your life and ask yourself, where am I operating out of inauthenticity? And is the ideal higher version of me in line with my actions? That's what I want to pose for you for the new year and for myself, really. All my solo episodes are mostly just a note to myself of what I'm currently working on. (laughs) So I want to talk about other things that I'm trying to let go of this year and keep in 2021. Not looking after my body. Now, I say this with a grain of salt because as someone, like I said, that did have an eating disorder for a very long time, I tend to be very black and white, all or nothing. It's either I'm on keto, working out for two hours a day and obsessed with my physical appearance, or I kind of just don't give a fuck and I don't like shave for a month and you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but like I put absolutely no effort into my physical appearance. And then for maybe May to August, I really care about my appearance and that's my time to be pretty. But the rest of the year, I'm not pretty. I'm ugly. I I don't even care. But I invite you to look after yourself in a different way, to find moderation and perhaps to even look in the mirror and compliment yourself. Maybe you're not as bad as you think you are. Maybe you're not as bad as other people have told you you are. Therefore, that's the reason you see yourself that way is because of what people have told you to believe about yourself and you just accepted that as true. So give yourself a high five in the mirror today to start off the new year on a good slate. Another thing is not making time for things that you love. Why do we make so much time for other people and do things we don't want to do yet when it comes to something that we want to do, we just put it off? Perfectionism, that all or nothing. I'm either all good or I'm all bad. I need to be perfect to be loved. That's a negative, um, not particularly negative, but that's a belief I've held for a very long time. That I'll never be really deeply loved because I'm not perfect. And only perfect people are worthy of love. Self-betrayal. Mm and not prioritizing self-respect. I made a TikTok about this the other day, and this goes hand in hand with toxic relationships or toxic friendships that I have a lot of people in my life that (laughs) maybe I love them, but I really don't like them as people. Like, I'll be honest with you, I don't have more than like one or two people I can call a friend. And it's not that I don't love these people. They're, They're more like acquaintances or people I hang out with, but if I really needed someone at three in the morning, who would I call? I don't think any friends come to mind when I say that. Maybe one person. I wouldn't feel like I have anyone to call. I feel so alone. And feeling lonely is very painful. But then I do have these relationships where I go out of my way for people. I make time for them and they don't ever make time for me. Like this one person in particular, and this isn't to trash or shit talk anyone, I'm just spitting facts, is I've made my way to go out of my way. I can't really talk right now, I'm sorry, COVID brain. Um, I've gone out of my way for this person multiple times and 
they never go out of their way for me. Like I could, nine out of 10 times I ask them to hang out, they have an excuse. But when it's something they want to do or it's a party for them or they're having a housewarming party or birthday, whatever, they expect me to be there. And I'm kind of at the point where I'm like, I need to be an energy mirror, a reflection. It's not about keeping score. It's not about being cruel, but it's about reciprocating the same energy that we're given. Because when we go out of our way for people, we put all of our energy into making people happy. We give them 120%, but they only give us 5%. Then we feel resentful. And it's not to place blame or whose fault is it, but I'm at the point where I need to start treating people the way they treat me because I'm tired of being hurt when I give all this love and I don't get any in return. So where are you betraying yourself? Where are you saying yes when you really want to say no? Where are you making excuses? Where are you people-pleasing and accommodating? That's a big one for me. Because I feel like if I make other people happy, then I will be loved. But so often that's just a form of self-betrayal because then I'm left unhappy. And I'm left with an empty cup. So we have to fill up our own cups. Another one is self-invalidation and fear. And I want to make an entire podcast episode about why we live our lives in fear and how to stop doing that. Like how afraid we are. We walk around with this cloud over our head of either not communicating our needs or suppressing our emotions or toxic positivity culture. And we just beat up on ourselves and we live a life that we're not proud of. And something for me is I want to focus more on being authentic and genuine because I really appreciate sincere people. And I ask myself, why do I manifest so many people in my life who are so insincere? (laughs) You know, this has been one of my biggest pet peeves as I get older is the lack of integrity. People not having any dignity. And I can't shame these people because it's something I'm working on. It's hard. It's hard to cultivate. But it's more of a respect thing. Like when people say they're going to do something, but they don't do it, it irks the fuck out of me. And I'll use an example in my partnership. Um, My partner over the holidays said he was going to give me X, Y, and Z as a gift. Okay. This is just an example. And this isn't to talk down on him because he's human and I've been there. Oh, trust me. I've been there where I flaked on people and I was so unreliable, but He said he was going to get me X, Y, and Z for Christmas. So I had in my mind, I need to spend this much money because this person is getting me, let's just say $500 worth of gifts. Okay. So I spent $500 worth of gift. And when my partner didn't give me what he said he was going to give me, oh my God, how let down and disappointed I felt and how angry I felt. Like, how dare you? So that's just an example If you say you're going to be somewhere, be there. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Because I don't know if it's just this amnesia that people think we forget or maybe they're not taking themselves too seriously. But now it's not the time for self-blame. Like, oh, maybe I was just, you know, taking it too seriously. No, it's respect. It's mutuality. It's honesty. It's follow through. 
when people don't follow through with what they promise, we're just left with a bunch of false promises and what feels like lies and betrayal. So I kind of went off on a tangent with that, but that has been a pet peeve. And I asked myself, why do I keep attracting these situations where that's the case, where I feel cheated and I feel shorted? And I have to look at where am I shorting myself? Where am I cheating myself? Where am I not showing up? Because I'll tell you, as someone that had really bad social anxiety, there was a time when I was 19, 21, and I would always ask people to hang out. And then the day comes and I cancel on them. I remember for, I think my 22nd birthday, my friend Jeremy was like, let me take you out for breakfast. (laughs) Jeremy, if you're listening, I still feel bad about this, but it was so nice of him to offer me that, right? It's kind of like people giving you a gift. And then the day comes and my mom was like, do you want to do this instead? So I canceled on him. And I didn't think much of it at the time because as someone with social anxiety, I was like, I hate making plans. It's really scary for me. And maybe it is triggering, but that's something we have to work on because there's nothing more valuable than someone's time. And we take people's time for granted and it it's disrespectful. So that is something I'm working on in addition to so many other things. But at the same time, we have to stop placing these unrealistic expectations on others and ourselves. Along with that, something else I want to leave in 2021 is comparing myself to others. And I know so many people are going to relate to this. Instagram. Oh, Instagram. How I love it and hate it at the same time. So I am trying to spend less time on social media because I don't know about y'all, but I see these people on social media that are like 10 years younger than me, making six figures in their dream home with a thriving business. And then I feel like I'm unsuccessful as shit. (laughs) All my accomplishments and achievements don't mean anything because I'm not them. I'm not where they're at. I'm not traveling to Bali every other month, you know? But other people's progress doesn't negate our own. Especially as someone living with a mental health condition, like I spent the first, I don't know, five years of my 20s just trying to get out of this dark hole that I dug for myself of just PTSD and suicidality. And I feel sometimes like I'm so held back because of that, but I have to not look at where other people are, but look at where I've been and where are you proud of yourself, how far you've come. And maybe the best you could do today is just getting up out of bed and that is good enough. And maybe it's not. And maybe you just try again tomorrow. But we're all at different places in our life. And it all could be so beautiful. So stop comparing yourself to others. Another one is people pleasing and saying yes to everything. (laughs) I'm guilty of this. I say yes and then I think of an excuse to get out of it as the time comes. But what if we just said no? Or I'll get back to you on that. I'm not sure right now. And we don't have to make an excuse for everything. Can you imagine? The last few here are self-criticism, not prioritizing our mental health and self-doubt. There's people in your life right now who are probably not good for your mental health. Let's let go of those relationships. Maybe it's ourselves. Where can you learn to befriend yourself rather than 
criticize and doubt yourself. Self-doubt for me is huge. Not trusting my intuition, which I've mentioned before, because I feel like I can't trust myself. And I will tell you, that's been a really big disservice to myself. And lastly, blaming others. This is big in relationship. When we're in a relationship with other people, where's our ego popping up and creeping in? Where are we trying to be right rather than kind? And I'll talk about this in another episode because I'm going to wrap this up soon. But my partner and I got into a disagreement for whatever reason the other night. I don't know. It was over something kind of stupid. And um, I found myself just getting so defensive and like attacking, like I said, passive aggressive. And I just felt like my ego was running the show. My ego was in the driver's seat and I knew it didn't feel good. I knew it didn't feel right, but I was like, God damn, I can't help it. I'm so triggered and angry, not feeling chosen or feeling disregarded or whatever. And it's so easy to blame other people, but where can we take accountability? Not blame ourselves, but take responsibility. All right, y'all. I think I'm going to end this here. Um, Just kind of wanted to get that off my chest and let me know what other topics or things you want to hear. If there's anything I mentioned here you want to hear more about, I would love to make an episode. I do have a really cool and exciting interview coming up next week that I'm so excited to air. And I want to thank all of my podcast guests from 2021. I want to thank everyone who's tuned in, who's shared, who's followed me, who's reached out to me. I love hearing from you all so much. And I want to know what else and what more you want to hear. So let me know. I'm pretty friendly. At least I try to be. And let me know what your intentions are for the New Year's. What your resolutions are, quote unquote. But I want to let you know that as you are right now is perfect. And as you are right now is enough and exactly where you are supposed to be. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you are enjoying the Sex Positive Podcast and your support does mean the world to me. If you are enjoying the show, please feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. You can follow me at Sex Positive Podcast or Lauren M. Coletti on Instagram, as well as share this podcast with a friend. It would mean everything to me. Thanks for listening. Core Organic Sour Bears CBD Gummy Edibles are a great way to relax and fade into a restful night's sleep without the morning drowsiness of other sleep aids. Flavors include Sour Neon Bears, Sour Twin Cherries, Sour Neon Worms, or Sour Watermelon Rings. Take one gummy to relax and two for a restful night's slumber. Indulge yourself in the THC-free core with 15 milligrams of CBD per gummy. HempFi is one of the largest online CBD and hemp product marketplaces today, with countrywide shipment from brands that comply with U.S. safety and quality standards. HempFi CBD Marketplace has over 500 plus brands of CBD products that you can purchase, all in the comfort of your own home. See for yourself at www.hempfi.com.